Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to day two of our programming on Greece this week. We are being joined again by my friend, uh, Jesse Blackwood. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning, Kalimera. Kalimera. And Jesse today is going to um, host a discussion on sustainable tourism and the way um, a village in Greece has decided to tackle the problem of sustainable tourism. So I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, hand it over to you, Jesse, for the introduction. Well, uh, good morning, everyone. I am absolutely delighted to be here again uh, with you, Sarah. Thank you so much. And with uh, Antonis uh, or Antoine, uh, who is joining us from Mesolunga. We talked a little bit about Mesolunga yesterday. And actually, if you look at my background, this is a background of the Mesolunga Lagoon taken uh, by this wonderful organization, Mesolunga by Locals. And I thought kind of by way of introduction, Antoine, to discussing what you do, we could uh, talk just a little bit about, before we give a, a full introduction of your, your beautiful organization, we could talk a little bit about what sustainable tourism is and why it's important to think about as we begin to travel, because we're all thinking about different ways of being sustainable, but it doesn't, we don't necessarily realize that, that tourism is, you know, equally important that we we travel sustainably so what 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 do we think what is sustainable tourism well hello from mesologi sarah thank you for having us jesse it's always a pleasure talking with you well as you as you said yesterday on your great introduction about mesologi mesologi um, is a small town which is located uh, in the middle of the largest lagoon in Greece. That means that um, people and tourists who live in Mesologi or visit Mesologi should firstly realize uh, the place that, that surround the city. So sustainable tourism means that we need to act without forgetting the surroundings. The, uh, the center of the lagoon uh, landscape, in the center of the lagoon la uh, landscape, are uh, fishermen who, uh, who, whose uh, life ways create and maintain a unique landscape which embodies both local traditions and the story of adaption through time, which means that if uh, we don't understand um, the importance of the lagoon and its biodiversity, then we can't move into the future. So when we say um, tourism as mesology by locals, we mean uh, friendly activities around the lagoon or in the lagoon that respects the biodiversity of uh, the environment. Well, I, and I'm, I'm I really, I'm just, I'm so excited to, to hear, to have you talk a little bit more about that. And, and one reason for this, uh, Antonis, is that, you know, in, in traveling around, uh, both Sarah and I uh, visiting, you know, major cities across Europe, uh, what we've experienced and witnessed over and over again are big group tour companies that uh, have kind of control over the booking industry, and they have priority everywhere they go. Um, and, and actually it's, it's tourism that's consumerism, right? That it's, it's actually, it's kind of 
consuming what's there. And, and that does two things to culture. It can, it can get a wise culture so that it then becomes dependent on the people that come to visit. Uh, but it can also destroy the, what, what exists locally and naturally in the places that we go to visit. Whereas what you guys are doing, I think just so, so remarkably, really, it just, it, it's something that touched my heart is, is quite the opposite. So you're, you're creating a space where inside this lagoon, it, where it's possible to visit uh, in, in ecotourism, uh, pay attention to the biodiversity of the place, but also, also within the traditions of the people who work there already. So when I visited with you guys this last year, we, we went out on the Pilates, uh, which is one of these uh, fishing huts with, with a fisherman. And anyway, I won't, I'll, I'll let you explain what you do. Uh, but I just wanted to jump in and, and highlight why, in, in my opinion, that style of travel is, is so important. So, uh, and I know that I suspect right now you're, you're in the Mesolungi by Locals hub, uh, which is uh, the home. And actually, I, I think your, your, uh, your, your account here says Alexandros, which is uh, your, your colleague and the founder of Mesolungi. And I believe that the hub is actually his family home. Now, just take a minute to tell us a little bit more about the, the kind of activities you guys do and the, the community partners that you have. Well, um, beside the, the tourist activities that we do, which I will explain to you in a couple of, of minutes, um, Mesologi by Locals as an organization is, is a non-profit organization. And the, the aim of the organization is to strengthen the collectivity within the local community of Mesologi um, through a participatory mapping scene of the city's cultural identity, but also through the creation and promotion of cultural activities. Uh, the work of the organization concerns the study, the promotion, and the preservation of the local cultural heritage and of course the, the, the environment, um, as well as the organization of cultural tourism and ecotourism experiences for locals and visitors of the city. Um, the experience that we call people to, 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 to live uh, are based on this cultural heritage of Mesologi. You talked about the, the wooden uh, huts in the lagoon. This is, this is a very important part of the tradition of Mesologi because Mesologi was founded as a city by fishermen and pirates who used the city, um, they used the lagoon to feed the families and themselves. And this is how Mesologi was created back in the 15th century. So um, what we're trying to do here is to introduce uh, original experiences to travelers so they can they can live um, they can live like a local if if you understand what I'm trying to, to explain here excuse my English I'm trying my best no no I'm your your English is is is, okay. is is really really wonderful and okay, uh, for anyone who has ever learned taken the time to learn Greek uh, can uh, appreciate the importance of of you speaking to us in English instead of us trying to speak to you in Greek. So okay. first of all, thank you. And 
No, and, and, and what you're saying uh, makes makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, to to visit to travel uh, like a local is, I think, at the very heart of the kind of activities that Sarah and I love to share. So, so tell us a little bit more about about what those activities. If somebody comes to to Mesolungi and we have uh, two or three days, maybe you know, maybe one day, two days, three days uh, to spend there, what what would you recommend we we do when we come to to visit? Well. We would definitely recommend to take a, a, a tour with the traditional boat in the lagoon uh, while, um, um, while a, a guide explains about the, the ecosystem and the creation of the lagoon and the importance. Uh, and the importance. So uh, this is one of the, of the first experience that I would suggest people enjoy when they visit Mesologi. Of course, they can visit uh, the traditional pelades, which is the fisherman houses, as you said. Uh, they can fish and they can cook the catch of the day. That's also a great experience. They can have historical tours. We have the Garden of Heroes in Mesologi, as you might know. Lord Byron dedicated uh, his life uh, in Mesologi. He died here. Uh, so, so there is a monument uh, for Lord, Lord Byron. Um, you can uh, have outdoor activities like uh, mountain hiking, bicycle. You can do the round of the lagoon uh, by foot. You can have a, a photographic safari, of course. And uh, now, uh, speaking of a, a photographic safari. You are, uh, I, I think Mesolungi is the first place I've ever traveled uh, where you actually have uh, flamingos. Uh, flamingos are indigenous to the lagoon of, of Mesolungi, which you know, I, I thought we had to travel uh, much further afoot uh, in order to, to encounter them. And as you say, uh, Lord Byron, uh, he died there, he said, gave his life. That was, that was actually fighting for, uh, in the Greek War of Independence. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. You're Which, not mistaken, correct. You know, another, um, Sarah, you'll know that, 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 that the, the poetic resonance of that is, uh, is not lost uh, as, a, as another reason to, uh, to come and visit. As, as for the flamingos, we have almost 300 different species of birds in the lagoon. Yes, wow. wow. Uh, we have pelicans, we have all kinds of birds actually uh, during the year. So if you are interested for bird watching, this is definitely the place to visit. Now you mentioned you mentioned uh, catching, fishing, and then cooking the fish of the day with a fisherman on a traditional wooden hut built on the lagoon. I just wanted to slow down so that we can capture all of those elements because that was something, that was an experience you, you shared uh, with me uh, this last fall. And <clears throat> actually that was the best fish I ever had in my entire life, uh, which was cooked uh, by the fishermen uh, in, a, in the traditional recipe of the place. Um, now, how how did you guys how did this organization get started well 
Mesology by locals, uh, as I told you, is a non-profit organization. And the idea started from uh, uh, young people like uh, Alexandros and Kira, um, who decided to uh, remain in Mesology and take action, do something. Um, at a time when the social and economic crisis in Greece back in 2012, if you remember, 15, 14, etc., etc., uh, has increased the number of young people that they were leaving uh, Mesology for uh, Athens or bigger uh, cities. Uh, and these young people wanted to create a vision for the younger generation that. Uh, we have to stay here. We have to, to maintain our um, cultural identity, do something about it, and uh, we can we can create instead of instead of going somewhere else. We can actually create here, and this is how Mesology by Locals uh, started uh, love, in I, I... 2018. Sorry. No, no, not not at all, and I, I think that's. It's such a beautiful endeavor. Yesterday we were talking about the way that when when we travel, but specifically when we were visiting Greece, the way that our experience was uh, elevated, that it was um, characterized by a kind of an aspiration uh, towards a, a sense of or a spirit of of human dignity, and I think that um, often when when we come and visit Greece, if we just if we just visit Athens. Uh, and, you know, you drive around the suburbs then, and because I think about half the Greek population is in Athens, if I'm not, not mistaken, almost well, half. Yes, um, it is actually. It yeah. Is. And, and, and so, uh, and, and, you know, in, in Greece, it's, Athens is not a, an enormously wealthy city. Uh, I think it's, it's fair to, fair to say. Uh, and so you go there and, and you don't, you don't actually have that experience of that, that ancient, very, very uh, rich and enduring culture, uh, because because so many people have moved from small towns, and of course, you know, I, I, I have friends who live in Athens that go, you know, go back uh, home, and you know, they're they're always bringing olives and other you know fresh products uh, into the city, and that's kind of the way that they're supporting their life. It's a, it's a, there's a mutuality, uh, but but it's beautiful that that's what you're trying to avoid. Is that you know that if it's wonderful if folks want to go and move to the city, but uh, it's another thing if if you feel that you have to leave in order to support your family. Uh, and so, from that perspective, that kind of grassroots endeavor is just just such a such a beautiful and encouraging one. And I think an example to to us all. Now, well, uh, go ahead. Yeah, you said um, about life in Athens. I mean larger cities well the the quality of life that you have in mesology and in, in other cities not in athens uh, of you saw it firsthand you understand that it's totally different and everything is different here and also the amount of money that you need in order to maintain this quality of life is totally different so it has to do uh, if I may say, with a state of mind, what do you ask for yourself or from yourself? What do I want to do in life? And um, 
you said something about olive oil and products that everybody brings from the villages back to Athens. I would like to mention that Mesologi has three, three, except the fish, of course, three very important products, which is olives and, and olive products. It's well known about these products. Salt, I think you've tasted salt. And of course, botargo. No, remember? tell us, tell us, yeah, I remember, tell us, tell us what that is. This is uh, well, world famous. Is the, is the, is uh, uh, egg fish, the, the eggs from the fish that the fishermen uh, catch, and they do it, they preserve, preserve it on the natural way with wax, raw, raw fish, egg fish, they put it on wax, so it can be preserved for a long period of time. And it's also known as the golden treasure of uh, of the lagoon. <laughs> um, that's that, that's uh, you know it's not what one would uh, immediately think of as the the golden treasure, uh, but um, but it's essentially it's it's caviar, right? Uh, it's and it's exactly. considered some of the best caviar uh, in in the world, if I'm not mistaken. You're not mistaken. Thank you for helping me out here. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just, I was just, you know, that, I mean, that's the French name for it. And, and yes, uh, you know, it, I was more familiar with that than the Greek one, which I even hesitate to try and pronounce at the moment. It is. Uh, botargo from Mesologi is not that salty, like uh, caviar is different. It's uh, yellowish, you know, it's like a uh, gold. And um, we love it. Now, tell, tell us a little bit, uh, in, in a moment, uh, I know you have a, a video uh, and maybe some photos that you'd, you'd like us to, you'd like to share with us. Uh, but just give us, we, we spoke about the, the fishermen and uh, the, well, the three products that you have uh, that Mesolungi is, is famous for. But what, tell us how you see the you know, this last four years of your work, how you see that beginning to, to pay off? Because I love, actually, and I, I follow you on Instagram. I love watching your, or seeing your, your Instagram posts. Although, although you know, I can, I can hardly uh, phoneticize Greek, right? I mean, my, my Greek is essentially non-existent. I can barely make out the letters. Um, and you, but yours is a channel quite remarkably, it's, it's for the locals, right? I, I imagine, I think most of your followers are, are there in, in Mesolungi, but I, I love watching the, the activities that you're, you're doing. So it's not just, it's not just tourism for, for folks abroad, but, but really um, it's a way of, of preserving uh, the culture and sharing that with, with folks that are there. So could you tell us a little bit about um, how, just about those activities and the the result of of that work and how you're you're seeing that begin to bear fruit well after three years and three very successful festivals we believe that we have activated the locals so they can be part of, uh, part of what we do because as our name says we are mesology by locals so without the locals, we are nothing. And we are also locals. So what we would like to do is to um, 
to activate people in everyday living so they can do things to to getting know to to, to getting to, to get to know mesology better to appreciate the lagoon and the biodiversity as i said before and um, to have a vision so every week we call people we call the locals to participate in a few activities with us it can be a photographic safari as i said before or maybe a cultural route in the city. Uh, we have uh, a team that works on architectural mapping. So we talk about building and architecture. We talk about history. We create maps that people can take for, for free, maps of the city, maps of the lagoon. So this is very important. And if I may say our followers, I'm not sure if they are most of them locals. I mean, I'm not sure if they live in Mesolongi because as you know, uh, we have an amazing surrounding. Amazing, you can, you can see so many beautiful landscapes here. That, so people from around Europe uh, are loving us. Uh, if I may share my screen, I would like to, to show to our viewers uh, a short video about um, Local Hub and Mesology by Locals, so they can get a better idea about what they do. I will ask our viewers to excuse my English, but this is the local way to live the local the experience with the locals. And uh, if I may share my screen, we can watch the first video. Is that okay with you? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. And it's, it's all set up. You should be fine. And your English, by the way, is excellent. So. Oh, thank you. Let me just say your English is much better than my Greek. So <laughs> we're fine. I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I, I am still very nervous. I'm not doing this every day. So I'm trying my best. Thank you so very much. So do you see my screen now? Yeah. Yes? Yep, perfect. Επικρατεί ένα κλίμα απογοήτευση και φυσιοδοξία για το μέλλον του τόπου. Δύο νέοι τολμούν να ξεκινήσουν το όραμά του και να κάνουν την ιδέα του πράξη. Να δημιουργήσουν το μεσολόγιο by locals ή αλλιώ το μεσολόγιο των τόπιων. Όραμά μα είναι ένα καλύτερο μέλλον για τον τόπο μα. Με εφόδιο την πλούσια πολιτική κοινωνία το σπάνιο οικοσύστημα και τους ανθρώπους να δημιουργήσουμε μια νέα προοπτική και τοπική ευημερία. Στόχος είναι να πάψουν οι νέοι να φεύγουν από τον τόπο, αλλά αντιθέτως να μπορούν και πάλι να ονειρευτούν το μέλλον του στο Μεσολόγιο. Να πάψει να υπάρχει αντίληψη πως δεν υπάρχει μέλλον στο Μεσολόγιο. Με τις σχέσεις αυτές, από το Δεκέμβριο του 2018, οι δύο νέοι μοιράζουν το όραμά τους με συμποντίτες τους και οι δύο γίνονται 56. Μεμονωμένοι πολίτες, εκπαιδευτικοί, σχολεία, δημόσιοι και ιδιωτικοί φορείς γίνονται μία ομάδα και χαρτογραφούν με συμμετοχικές διαδικασίες την τοπική πολιτιστική ταυτότητα σε οκτώ ενότητα. Ιστορία, αρχαιότητα, παραδόσεις, τέχνες, τοπικά προϊόντα, περιβάλλον, δραστηριότητες, αρχιτεκτονική. Έως σήμερα, 
έχουν χαρτογραφηθεί 14 πολιτιστικέ διαδρομέ, έχουν δημιουργηθεί 9 χρονολόγια και έχουν καταγραφεί 57 σημεία ενδιαφέροντο με πρωτότυπο κείμενο και φωτογραφίε. Οι διαδρομέ αυτέ παρουσιάζονται σε έντυπου αλλά και ελληνικού διαδραστικού κάρτε στην ιστοσελίδα του οργανισμού και δίνουν την ευκαιρία στον τόπιο αλλά και τον επισκέπτη να ανακαλύψει και να γνωρίσει την τοπική πολιτιστική ταυτότητα. Στα πλαίσια τη διάδοση και ανάδειξη τη τοπική πολιτιστική κοινωνία, το καλοκαίρι του 2019, το Μεσολόγιο Μπαϊλόκαλ οργάνωσε το πρώτο φεστιβάλ Ανακάλυψη τη τοπική πολιτιστική ταυτότητα. Στόχο είναι το φεστιβάλ να καθοριστεί σε αιτήσια βάση και να γίνει θεσμό για την πόλη. Πρόκειται για ένα τριήμερο δράσεων επηρεασμένων από την τοπική πολιτιστική ταυτότητα του Μεσολογίου, που περιλαμβάνει περιπάτου στην πόλη, πεζοπορίε, αθλήματα, εκθέσει, προβολέ, εργαστήρια. Συναυλίε και φυσικά τοπική γαστρονομία και τοπικά προϊόντα. Επιπλέον, το 2019 το Μεσολόγιο Μπαϊλόκα δημιουργεί και διαχειρίζεται το τοπικό κόμβο Local Hub, ένα κοινωνικό πολιτιστικό χώρο που αποτελεί το σπίτι του οργανισμού, το σπίτι που η θύρα του είναι πάντα ανοιχτή. Ο τοπικό κόμβο είναι σημείο έκφραση, δημιουργία δικτύωσης, μάθησης και διάδρασης των κατοίκων του Μεσολογίου. Είναι ο χώρος που πραγματοποιούνται πολιτιστικές εκδηλώσεις, συναυλίες, εκθέσεις, σεμινάρια, βιωματικά εργαστήρια, αναγνωστήριο και χώρος εργασίας. Το Μεσολόγιο Μπαϊλόκας αποτελεί μια πρωτοβουλία πολιτών που θέλουν να δημιουργήσουν ένα καλύτερο μέλλον του τόπο τους και κάνουν κάτι γι' αυτό. Δώσε δύναμη στον οργανισμό να αναπτύξει τις δραστηριότητες του. Κάνει μια δωρεά. Τα καλύτερα έρχονται. Well, that is that's just a a beautiful beautiful video, and uh, it shows uh, some of the really wonderful uh, shares some of the really wonderful imagery, uh, not only of the activities you do, but of the the place itself, and there's that. I'm just as you scroll through the the website here, um, you know I'm I'm looking at, at I'm watching looking at people dancing uh, at an ancient theater, uh, people doing cooking lessons, people attending concerts, and really just people being together uh, in in very ordinary ways and extraordinarily I think we could say that that the ordinary is really what people are hungry for now when, when we come to, to travel, when we want to experience uh, culture, it has to be at the level of the ordinary. Otherwise, it's, it's, it's not real, right? It has, to be, it has to be authentic. It has to be shared in that spirit of friendship, so. Exactly, as I told you, activate the local community, make them part of the dream and make them dream of themselves within the community. That's all about Mesologi by locals. Activate the community. Are you still uh, seeing the website? Yeah, still seeing the website and you're here right now on this theater. Now, I didn't, I actually haven't, haven't uh, had a chance to, to visit that yet, but you said earlier that, that Mesolungi was founded in the 15th century, I think. Uh, when when folks were by, by fishermen uh, escaping pirates, uh, perhaps a little bit like Venice, 
And, uh, but I, I know that there's an Acropolis at the top of the city as well. So there, there has to be, and as we're, we're looking here, there's a, a much more ancient city as well. Can you tell us a, a little bit about that? This is the ancient city of Plevrona, Plevrona. And we see here the theater. Uh, it's located a few kilometers away from uh, Mesolonghi. And it used to be a very important ancient city. Uh, Homer says that Plevrona sent ships to the Trojan uh, war. So it was, it was a very important harbor in the ancient years. Wow. Yes. And this is also part of the experience. You can have a, you can have a, a tour with a guide. So that's all about the, the, the website. Well, thank you, uh, Antonis. And it's it really, it's such a, a, a beautiful initiative that you guys have. And uh, it's, I, I, I can't highly recommend it enough uh, to, to come and to cook, uh, to sing or to dance, uh, to get out on the lagoon, to, to spend time uh, in a Pilates, in a traditional boat. These are, so these I are all have a things question. That, I have a question for you, Jesse, and, and uh, also for our guests. Um, so this is just a really interesting way to go and visit a place. And I think it seems like now that the pandemic is sort of winding down, this is exactly what we've all been talking about. Like, how do we transform tourism from sort of a um, parasitic thing to a symbiotic uh, sort of situation? I'm just curious uh, if people are, if you guys know of other organizations elsewhere in Greece or elsewhere in Europe that have a similar mission. Said? Well, that's uh, I'm just uh, I'm just thinking I don't um, I actually that's it's not it's not fair to say that I don't uh, that I have to I was just I was thinking immediately of Greece and um, what what I found in Greece is that where this doesn't exist that locals are often willing to simply share their lives with you so that's something that we're trying to incorporate uh, in the in the trip that we have. Uh, but actually, uh, I remember actually I shared it. There, there is a, a really wonderful organization, uh, very similar to Mesolungi by Locals, in um, oh, in Puglia, um, near it's where where they have the uh, the Griffon name. Uh, it's just going to take. I have to maybe I have to run and ask Maria. I can't remember the. The name of this wonderful town uh, just it will come back to me. It's 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 the town like the the name of a of of a fine bottle of wine. Anyway, um, there there's a wonderful museum there uh, which has a beautiful collection from uh, uh, ancient. Uh, I guess in that area they're not Etruscan uh, and they're not Greek. Uh, I can't. Um, I apologize because uh, I can't even remember the the name of the ancient people. So I'm, and for our guest, actually, for Antonio, do, do you happen to know of any other organizations that do something similar to what you're doing? Well, not as an organization. I know that there are, um, there, there are few uh, teams that they do similar with us, but not the same. Uh, young people are activated, uh, uh, Sarah. 
they are yeah. activating the, in, in order to, um, you know, to um, make something better, to, to make a quality of life. It's not about money. It's not about a business thing. It's about cultural heritage and living a better life. Yeah, and you know, I think it, this is a very interesting topic because I've seen this elsewhere. I've seen this in Sicily and a few other places in Italy and in different ways, maybe not as organized as yours. I think what you're doing is really interesting because it's sort of a package and you've got all the different experiences. But, you know, so many of these young people that maybe 10 years ago would have moved to London or something to get mm -hmm. a better paying job, they're staying or they're going abroad and then coming home and they're trying to figure out ways to promote their destination in a new and unique way. I mean, I think we've seen the explosion of food tours. We've seen the explosion of websites like Localers that do these little experiences or Airbnb experiences. It's just, it's a cool thing. Um, but I love what you guys are doing in particular because, you know, Airbnb experiences, that's a big conglomerate, you know, and this is really something that's driven by the local population and what they want, right? Correct. But this is a total diff totally different experience because you live like like a local uh, you know um, Jesse yesterday said that when he visited Mesologi and we were invited him uh, in our houses or to eat something he felt like he was meeting his family members of his family and this is part of our identity you said about the Greeks and the Italians, so this is what we said. But don't forget that Greeks used to have the god of hospitality, Zeus. So it's very important for us to make you feel like home. And um, I had a problem uh, with my external disc, but it looks like it's okay now. If I may share some images of the lagoon and the experiences that someone might have here, may I? Yeah, please do. Okay, so I'm sharing my screen again. That's a short clip of the traditional boat in the lagoon. We see the historical church of Hagia Triada. It's it's not playing yet, um, Antonis. Pardon, it's not? Not playing yet, no. Sorry, I didn't get that. Sorry, Jesse. One oh, more time. oh, sorry, I was just saying that it hasn't it hasn't started playing yet. I thought uh -huh. uh, I thought now. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Uh, okay, it looks like it says my screen. How about now? Oh, it, we're on. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I was saying this is the traditional boat taking the tour in the Klisova Lagoon. I will also show you the previous video so you can. I have a different point of view.
Is it on? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I will pause to show you a couple of things. The city of Mesolongi is on the left. We, we can't see it right now. What we see here is Zigos Mountain. On the other side of Zigos, we can find the Acropolis of the Plevrona, the ancient city. And on the right side side is Patra. So this is the traditional boat taking the tour in the lagoon, approaching the the little, the very small island of Agia Triada with the historical church. And this tour, um, it can be from one hour to you know one hour and ten minutes, depends on the on the weather, depending on the weather. My God, I forgot my English. What happened to me? I'm so nervous. No, you're you're you're, you're oh doing wonderful. God. And I was just as we're <laughs> we're looking at that video. I was I mean two things. One, one of the lovely things is that I think because the lagoon is it's quite shallow that you can, even if it's fairly windy, uh, you could get out on the lagoon almost every day uh, because you know Greece is a country of of fairly regular winds, but it's just such a, a peaceful experience to have. And you really capture that with that video. Is. This is the Ionian Sea. And here you can see the traditional houses, the, the fisherman houses on the, on the left not, side and not on the up right. Yet. Pardon? The, so the video uh, is there is not playing yet at the moment. It's not playing. Yeah, I I paused it. Okay. So so I can show you. Oh, it's not. Uh, I'm just looking at a uh, a folder with uh, that uh -huh. contains. Oh. Uh, why? What am I doing wrong? I'll try one more time. Sorry about this. No, no, no. Sorry, guys. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Well, with the, they, 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 they may be uh, simply uh, images that we have to wait to see until we we come to visit ourselves. Uh, but you have a beautiful, a beautiful taste of the, the of 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 what. What waits for us? Well, actually, Alexandros is here with me, and he is willing to help us because he's more of the technology guy. So let's say hello to Alexandros. You have to share screen again, Alex. He's a little bit shy. Okay. Uh, May I preview? Sarah has left the building. 
Okay. Am I sharing my screen, Jesse? No, it's uh, it's still you're sharing your screen, but it's it's not going to the video. It's just keeping us within the folder uh, with uh, all of the images. Uh, yes, icon. But they can't see it. He sees the folder, but not the image. What if you what if you uh, minimize the folder? See if that works. Minimize the folder. Yeah, just uh, on the the top there because it, it may it may be uh, in Zoom behind the folder the the video. Yes, but now I can't see the folder. No. Stop share. Alex said yes. Share screen again. Yes. Okay. Alexander's on the rescue. How about now? Oh, now we, we see it here. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you, Alex. Stay with me, please, in case of emergency. Okay. So this is the traditional boat. Okay, so here we can see the traditional uh, fisherman houses, Ivaria, on the left and on the right. So we as we're as we're looking at this, Antoine, just tell us how how because I think this uh, gives us an idea of how the fishing works there, and it's quite unique. To Mesolungi, but maybe you could talk about the the process of the waters coming in and out, and um, because well, they're not actually has, going out with fishing rods, typically, are they? It's a it's a fishing farm. What we see here, it's a fishing farm. They they let the fish come in from the Ionian Pelagos. They close the gates at the entrance of uh, the lagoon, and they uh, and the fishes are staying here. That's right. It's, it's, so it's you say fishing farm, but it's actually they're not uh, farm raised fish. They're they're wild fish that come into the lagoon, and then the you, you have the the lagoon is kind of structured, and we can sort of see it here a little bit like a massive lobster pot. Uh, so that Correct. depending on the shifting of the tide, uh, the fish come in and they'll make their way into this little corner of the the so called lobster pot, uh, and then it's there uh, that the fisherman catches them. Uh, in you know just very small nets. Well, not with uh, with nets actually. It's a uh, uh, natural fish traps. They create fish traps, so they catch the fishes. They don't feed them. They feed themselves from from the lagoon. That's that's the reason why they taste so good. Because we don't use um, um, you know we don't feed them with artificial. Uh, products. It's all natural. And it's all happening within these borders.
like this one, for example. Right, and this, uh, this uh, uh, quite large uh, body of water, the lagoon, it's, it's on average, it's only about uh, two or three feet deep, if I'm not mistaken. Well, if two or three feet is uh, one and a half meters maximum. Okay, one and a half, yeah, right, six yes. feet maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yep, exactly. Well, Antoine, I can't thank you enough for, for sharing those uh, images with us and for, for sharing your, your vision of, of elevating tourism in Mesolunga. I can't wait to, to come and visit you uh, at um, what will be the very beginning of May. And uh, I look forward to getting out on that lagoon in one of those boats and uh, eating some of that uh, delicious uh, fisherman cooked fish. I would love to do the same, actually. And I think that what you're doing is really interesting. Uh, and let's really cross our fingers and hope that this is a really interesting way for, for people to go forward with tourism. Because I think we all agree that something needs to change and we want to change it for the better. And I think you've got that vision uh, and that it's really helpful. I mean, I, I hope other places can kind of take your lead. We hope that we have already made the change. Yeah. We are the change. So all I can say is uh, thank you for having us. And uh, I can't wait for you to come to Mesology so I can start teaching you Greek. <laughs> exactly. Like, so next time that we talk, we will speak in Greek. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, uh, Jesse, for uh, this wonderful idea. I think this has been a topic I've been wanting to explore for quite a while, um, not just sustainable tourism, but what does tourism look like now that the pandemic is over? Because I think a lot of us are, especially in our industry, Jesse and I very much agree that uh, we need to be the change and figure out a way to make tourism something that's beneficial to the communities that it affects. So we really appreciate uh, your your dream here, it's a great idea. Uh, so Jesse, do you wanna tell our audience what tomorrow is going to bring us? Oh uh, yeah, tomorrow, uh, Maria and I will be cooking a couple of simple uh, Greek recipes that uh, we learned while, while living uh, in the Peloponnese. Thank you. All right, so uh, a little bit of Greek cooking here on Cucina Quarantena tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, so we'll see you guys again uh, tomorrow. So thanks for joining us. Thank you guys. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.